Sorry, I was uh, cooking curry today. All the cumin smell like armpits and vaginas. So that's how we're going to start 2017. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Scotland Lean vs Evil. Uh, we are back after a small hiatus over uh, Christmas and New Year where we got fucked up and George Michael died. He did die. Not because we got fucked up. Yeah. I don't think it was related. <laughs> no, I don't think it was related to us. Maybe. I once wore a white jacket to the palace and some guy shouted to me, oh look, it's fucking Andrew Ridgely. And I was raging because oh, they picked Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> they picked the lesser one of one. one. So not only did I look at somebody from Wham, I looked at the lesser one. I'm quite sad about George Michael. I'm very sad about Leah. Yeah. Very, very sad. I just think it's a shame for Disney because now they're really scratching their heads as to what they're going to do next. So they've just, Carrie Fisher's just put un, unneeded pressure on the people at Disney. It's not I fair like them. she didn't die intentionally. You know... Sometimes you say that, but sometimes people do do things like that on purpose. <laughs> they're just going to have to rewrite the scenes. Apparently she had scenes in uh, 8 and 9, and now obviously that's not going to be the case. Ah, but they just CGI like they did with Peter Cushing. I've finally seen it, and... The CGI is brilliant. Not the first scene you see him in. The first scene you see him in, I'm like, that is clearly CGI. Obviously I know it's CGI because he's dead, but I was like, that is so computer game graphics. And then it gets a bit better as it goes on. They found their flow. I don't believe that because the first scene I went to Lena, how have they got him? He's dead. No, it's I could see it. Nah. I could I could see it. My brain and my eyes. I think it's those glasses he used. I think they got like fucking super ultra HD. I can see through CGI. Can you? Yeah, it's just like nothing on the screen. <laughs> you could just see none. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, we are coming back and we are going to discuss two Exorcist movies. The Big Hitter, which is The Exorcist from nineteen seventy three, and. Another one <laughs> called <laughs> The Exorcism <laughs> of Emily Rose from 2005. Now we will, uh, uh, now I come to the end of this and we'll decide which one was better and which one was shite and we might disagree and you might disagree with what one of us has to say because I certainly think that at least one or both of these maybe was <laughs> shite. Some of us may think both are fucking terrible. <laughs> right, I would start with uh, uh, Emily Rose because um, it was shit. It was shit. It was shitter <laughs> than the other one. Uh, it was directed by Scott Derrickson, who, who? by the way, oh, directed you know? Sinister yes. and Doctor Strange. And Hellraiser Inferno. I think that was like the Aye. fifth in the season, so just like... See if he directed one of the, <laughs> one one of the, of the 18th Hellraiser movies. I don't think it counts. <laughs> not really, I've not got a synopsis. But the, the basic story is uh, Emily Rose becomes possessed by demons and a priest performs an exorcism and then she eventually dies and then he gets tried for a manslaughter and that yep. is... But the whole, the whole movie is just a court courtroom case. drama. Yep, which I did not know going in. And was this the first time you seen it? I thought I'd seen it before, mm-hmm. but it turns out I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> or I was asleep the entire way through the first viewing. I'd, I'd seen it before and I'd seen it in the pictures, I think. And I remember it's been one of those films. I remember certainly the trailers when it was on the tail. The trailers were, were cracking because obviously they used the best parts and it yeah. looks oh, it's dead scary. I watched this and my first note is I already don't want to watch this and I'm 10 seconds in. Like I just was yeah. not. I just was not feeling it at all. I was watching it at night, Netflix, earphones in, Lauren was sleeping. I was like, right, I need to get through this. It took me three nights to watch this fucking... It's like To Kill a Mockingbird, but with less black people and more devils. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's got Tom Wilkinson in it. It does. Who <laughs> I only know from the Full Monty, <laughs> and that now is a better time than any to start the year by telling you my Full Monty anecdote. <laughs> Once we got the video, uh, we pre-ordered it for W. Smith. <laughs> that's what you used to pre-order your videos yeah. and my mum put it on the living room for us for me, Sean and Daniel my little brother and sister and went out the room 
by the time she came back in the movie had finished and I was up on the London <laughs> table with my full kit off my wee winky and a hat <laughs> telling my wee brother and sister that I could leave my hat on <laughs> and my mum banned me from ever watching the film on it again like even to this day she's like you can't watch it oh man this explains so much and uh, I, was how, about, I was about 12 I was going to say well, you should be old enough to know better at this point I think I was I generally was about 12 I think it was a high school <laughs> My next note for, for this movie is that um, I, I love the house that she lives in, the farmhouse. But why does it not have a path? Did you notice this? Is this something, something I noticed? They were no used to visitors. It's just like steps to grass. Right, but they say they, they don't get visitors, so they don't need... The, it doesn't matter. I'll happily walk in grass to get to a secluded farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pompous in that way. <laughs> um, so we we fast forward, I think, straight to the, pol- the, the, the priest getting arrested and that because I, I think I'm talking about Laura Linney here who's got a cool voice I always thought um, when you see her and stuff I think her voice is pretty cool what else was she in? I uh, she was in Love Actually she was in Frasier she was it in might be Frasier because I thought you're, a, you're an attractive serious woman serious <laughs> like, see how like a fancy Karen Brady from The Apprentice even though she's not that conventionally that good looking, but she's serious and so is the the power suit done it for you. Yeah, she she makes me think that I need to fancy her because if I don't, I'll be punished. So <laughs> she's got that look about her. I couldn't remember what she was in. Well, he she tells the priest that she's a, an agnostic. It's like so fucking silly, stupid, just a waste of everybody's time. <laughs> Ag- agnostics be atheist or be full on fucking bash the Bible. Don't be in the middle, hedging your bets. Sitting on the religious fence. And he's like, he wants to go to trial. He doesn't want to plead guilty. He doesn't want to take a, a plea bargain and he just wants to go so he can tell Emily Rose's story on the stand. What a pile of shit. <laughs> it's the same as people responsible for found footage movies. Don't say you need to record this so people can watch it. Just drop the camera and run for your life. Don't fucking, you know, that whole excuse and reason is, is, is past it as far as I'm concerned. But what are your favourite movies is The Blue Witch? Yeah, but they should have they the camera. They weren't, they weren't like recording. You know, I always think of it as like Cloverfield. Somebody has to document this. That's not what Blair Rich is doing. Blair Rich yeah. were going to making a doc. They were making a documentary. That was the point of them starting. Nothing in it until the end. I guess she does start to say that they would need to keep recording it. When they got scared, they should have just dropped the cameras. Like, okay, okay, fair enough. I right. So Blair Rich, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two thousand seventeen. Yes. <laughs> So it comes in and says, like, they say that China means breaking the law. At the start, I'm, I'm asking how he's broke the law, but then obviously explains it. They say that it's negligence, uh, manslaughter through negligence, and means they broke the law. That's why he's getting tried. I was like, are, are, are exorcisms against the law? Are words against the law? How can law and religion intertwine? I was ready to be fucking so angry. And I was like, oh, no, it's just because... He made her stop taking pills. He was in, She was in the room, and he was in the room, and then she died. So he is to blame. Uh, the, the, the drugs that she takes are fictional. They don't exist. Really? Yeah. Emily Rose is played by the sister of Dexter. <laughs> yeah, and like that's really the only input I have to movies. She um she obviously goes on to be something that, that people know her and recognise her face, and I do as well. But in this movie, and oh, oh god, it'd be so shit if she's somebody that's like tweets all like often and she retweets us because none of the celebrities ever listen to her episode. But I just don't like her face in this movie. See all the faces she pulls. I'm just like that. Just puts me right off this movie. That's what happens when you get possessed. No, because I've seen people be possessed and they get scars on their face. They don't pull crazy faces. Uh, but she's a fucking wussy, eh? That's a total wussy. The devil squashes her into her bed and then he lets her go. She's pure greeting like fuck. Like but fucking just... To us, I feel like after a normal night out, I feel like <laughs> I can't breathe and my left arm's went numb. 
I don't know where your, your notes are. My notes are just ridiculous. My notes are, are shit. My next note is uh, courtroom dramas. They're so fucking convenient, aren't they? Aren't Emily's symptoms more akin to psychosis? Blah, blah, blah. Well done, Laura Linney, and your weird voice for winning day one. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously... This is a night one of watching it, but I didn't want to watch this movie, so I'm not on a good day. Uh, so that's, that's more like interesting in the movie than my notes, which is... Does she have a Catholic watch? Because the watch makers cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, why do demons, why, or why do demon possessions only happen when you're undead? Is it like Satan just can't be fucked chasing you down the route? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just, like, so he just waits till you're in your pyjamas and he's like, right, cool, I'm going to get you now. Well, it's easy to possess you through your pyjamas because he can't possess you through your clothes because you've got too much identity. Really? Yeah. See, if you wear sexy pyjamas or nothing, then you can't be possessed. What if you wear lead pyjamas? Because then aliens can't get you either. Mm, that's an interesting one. Lead or tinfoil pyjamas? I think tinfoil would rip, so it would need to be lead, and it would be pretty cold, but it's not I like to be cold when I'm sleeping. Can you get mirrored lead? No. I don't know. Or tinfoil weighed down by lead, so it's maybe harder to rip, because it's all, all, no, it would still be easy to rip. Yeah. I'm not an engineer, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> right, so then you see, then you start to get flashbacks of uh, Emily. She gets a scholarship to college, and she, or away she goes. Why are classes taking place in the dark? Did you notice that? Yeah, she's like she's in class. It's pitch black and raining, and she starts to see people's faces like warp into a demon, and she runs out into the rain, like really weirdly as well, really crap run. Well, it is like the ascend of nowhere in America, is it not? I know it's not. It's New York. Yeah, no, she's uh, she she, she, she her farmhouse is in ascend of nowhere, but she moves to like the the university. Maybe but it's a really poor university, and they just can't afford electric. I just I wasn't scared this time round at all. Like I was watching her like strangely running like the weird run she had. Kicking about the rain, I'm thinking she's just got mental problems. Like that is just total ex- explainable. Is that why you're not happy with this movie? Because I know how you feel about. But they can't. They do kind of all go on that that route. I think. I don't think I've watched the possession movie. Certainly not the two that were watched for today. They both play the. But if they if they've got a straddle reality, do they not need to do that? Because obviously the devil hasn't really possessed someone. Or has he? Well, being brought up Catholic, I could believe that the. They have, they haven't. <laughs> but technically, someone of my background should believe that. But I think it's, I think it must all be mental health. Like any real possessions must be mental health. So for the movie, if any kind of substance, it has to acknowledge control, that. Yeah, it has to acknowledge the mental health aspect. It's, I mean, it's all, it's, a lot of it can be explained by mental health. And the, the movies sometimes go a good way to, um, to getting that. But they do a lot of tropes as well. You know, like fucking, it's always 3am, she's waking up, how scary, the opposite time of the death of Jesus Christ, yada yada yada. You know what I mean? It's fucking get something new. <laughs> like, oh, I've got the flu and you're making it sore from it. <laughs> right, but then what's worse about this is you've got the case happening, right? So the case obviously is highly publicised, this media case where they're trying to like, arrest the, the priest. But then there's like, there's like a dark ghost like, following Laura Linney about and what, what the fuck is somebody following her about? Because she's got that attractive, serious look about her. Maybe the ghost likes power as well. I don't know. I just thought it was a bit, it was a bit convenient that the ghosts fall in, like people run about of the whole court, or like the 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 defendants and the priest. I'm like, shit in it. <laughs> I'm quite surprised you actually got through the whole two hours. Oh ever. god, man, it took me forever. See the doctor, the second doctor who came in is like he was the brain guy, the one who didn't want to testify, and she convinced. No, him no, to before that. Right. So there was a doctor who was a bit of a bastard to start with, like she had to keep objecting the questions that he was being asked because mm-hmm. he was obviously on the side of the lawyer. Right. Then there was the other one, quite a young, handsome looking guy. His acting was either god awful 
or you were meant to straight away go, he's a lying bastard and he's just tying in with this lawyer. But nothing really came of that. So I think the guy's acting was just terrible. More than likely just and, terrible. Yeah, it annoyed me. There was also an extra in the classroom scene who looked, sees the camera kind of <laughs> dial, looked directly at the camera and looked away. And I thought, like, how, how come no cameraman has seen yeah. that and went, right, reset the scene? Yeah. That couldn't just look at me. That annoyed me. Sack him. So then you, we've, we've met the boyfriend, he's like, so he's sleeping in the, the room with her to look after her and he wakes up in the middle of the night and she's on the floor doing that contorted shit. And to be fair, if you woke up and saw that, you'd be shite it. But I also started to get worried because in both these movies, possession, like a sign of possession is all the bone cracking and tweaking. Lena cracks her bones easily five, six times an hour. Is she possessed by Satan? Which she cracks her knuckles, isn't it? Her knuckles, her neck her shoulders, her hip, bones that I didn't even know could crack. I don't crack. know. I don't know if this will pick up in the microphone, mate. And if it if it if I it doesn't, then uh, then then just cut this whole bit. But let's let's see if my neck picks up, right, ready? Oh. And then this one that was usually loud. Let's see if I can pick my elbow, right? This is my elbow. Oh. And the other one. Oh. <laughs> so I uh, so maybe I'm possessed as well, but no. Or maybe these are all freaks. They, you know how the way, like, the way if you woke up in the middle of the night and you saw like Lena lying on the floor all twisted backwards like that, I'd be like, oh shit, I fucked up here. I would, um, <laughs> I would shit. I'd put, do you know? To be fair, I'd probably just like turn around and back to sleep. <laughs> I saw nothing. <laughs> it's not happening if you can't see it. <laughs> it's like every morning when Bailey starts screaming, like barking at like half past five in the morning. Bailey's my dog, and he starts barking at half past five in the morning. Between half past five and half past seven, depending if we're up for work or not. I just lie there and pretend I'm asleep until Lorna has to go up and get him. <laughs> let him the now that you've revealed that, you realise that those days are over. Right, she, she listens to my podcast. She's a support yeah. my, my but dreams. Crack, <laughs> <laughs> Lena does it where, like, if she wants to wind me up or if I've been bad, she'll like, grab my hands and crack my knuckles. <laughs> and it, I, I fucking hate it. I just hate the feeling it. And yeah, if that's a sign of devil possession, then I want you all to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> The, I think it's the she's still in the flashback the priest of the doctor's walking away and she just inside the house she walks away from the window and sits at the piano I'm like I'd love to be able to play creepy goth tunes like that I thought for the sake of like cinematic tie-in greatness she should have started playing tubular bells because <laughs> how good would that movie no. if she just went into tubular bells and you just took it as right this is a bit of a we're, we're trying to be the exorcist yeah but cool. now I can relax homage, big massive homage yeah uh, so then she goes and meets Dr. Cartwright and this is the doctor who um, can corroborate the story and say whatever else he says. But he's fucking proper sitting there um, like Forrest Gump feeding the pigeons. You see, even the way he talks, you're much prettier in real life. <laughs> like, it's, like, how the hell is that guy a doctor? <laughs> ah, and then it comes on to the next movie trope for mental illness. Crazy people don't know they're crazy. Uh, some of them do. They, that's, not, that's not true at all. Some people have insight. Some people are aware. If you were... If you were mentally ill, would you want a mental illness that you knew you had or that you didn't? Like, you could just, like, throw shit at traffic and not think it's bad or throw shit at traffic knowing that you shouldn't be doing it? What would you choose? Um, no, I th- uh, I'd rather be a mental illness that wouldn't cause me to break the law because I have... I'm a pussy. <laughs> no, because you, that's, that's, you, you, never, you will never have a normal life again. Remember that guy in shots that ran out of the motorway in his pants and started jumping up over like bonnetsy cars? Yeah. Oh, like Russia. Did we ever hear of him again? No. No, because they killed him. <laughs> they killed him. What people of shots? Yeah, no, not the people of shots. The 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 people, like the you know the the, the you know the you know the you know the people the people 
They killed them. Yeah, because. them. They did. Yeah. I think I, I, if I had to be mentally ill, I'd want something that I didn't Like, I just thought what I was doing was normal. And fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it until somebody puts me down with a tranquilizer. Yeah, but I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to maybe have, be, have like a distorted view of the world and believe get right deep in like paranoia conspiracy theories and stuff like that I wouldn't like to hear voices because I think it would freak you out just somebody whispering at the back like not even inside your head like at the back of your head behind you talking about you this time but then it's a challenge just Scott's an asshole <laughs> look at him look at Scott he doesn't, he's so ugly look at him Scott's stupid and he's rubbish at podcasting that's good that's Scott's you know that's what it's like why does the voice in your head talking because like, talk, talk a lot of the time the voices in your head is not it's not your voice and it's usually voices talking about you. They don't I talk. Mean, they'd not be saying you're an arsehole rather than no, because they're, they're talking. To, they're talking to each other about you. But then you just try out doing. No, like, I, I know that's why people. That's why you see people in mental health wards with their fingers in their ears, singing and dancing <laughs> and talking to themselves with their fingers in their ears. I can't hear the voices anymore. See, I suppose that that would kind of fuck you up. Do you hear voices? Do I hear voices? Yeah. yeah, I hear voices all the time, but it's good voices. Well, like Scott, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that doctor one, after I seen that, but I mean, like, he doesn't want to testify, but now he will. That man is dead by tomorrow. Yes, yes, and that is what happens. Should we just jump to that? Or? Um, I don't know how far you are, but the next thing I've got is during the actual exorcism because I'm like, see, if people stop pinning their fucking crosses to the wall by the bottom, then they would stop spinning upside down whenever something shakes the wall. I know. There's four points across. Yeah. Just nail all four points. Yeah. In. Nails maybe the wrong word. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> Just, just hang it with the top and it can't spin upside down and if it spins upside down then then you shit yourself and leave or use see those velcro sticky things that you use for frames yeah They're like just peel off the wall yeah although they don't they rip your paint off stick it up with that and then there's no danger it's falling off works and also if you've got like a house number 999 also do that because like the burbs it will swing down and it'll be 666 then the devil will come. <laughs> then you I remember. Did you ever? Um, did you ever try and phone six 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 through your telephone? No. I remember I was in primary school. They said if you don't phone six six six, you'll get you'll get straight through to hell. <laughs> the devil. Are, and you've never ever done it, but I'm just thinking that now he's stupid. As you imagine the devil sitting trying to watch the telly or something, just like phone up. Hello. Oh my God! It's the devil. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Is <laughs> another one. Hang on, we <laughs> Stop phoning me. Did you ever do the Candyman thing or Bloody no, Mary? No, it's you know it's like it's like things you know it's not going to happen, but you just fear in case it does. But what would happen? He would just follow you about. Candyman, I think Candyman comes and he kills you, doesn't he? Aye, but surely thousands of Wayne's around the world are doing this. It's like the South Park episode where they get Biggie Smalls. If they say Biggie Smalls, yeah. things, and they just keep doing it and he, he's gets so angry because he wants to get to a party. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps getting brought out. Yeah, that's how I feel about him. My next note is, is, seems to be the way that it's um, something's been said and if I, I can't remember exactly from this movie but it's pretty much the way the exorcism happens and he goes... Deliver us from evil! <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's exactly where I want to be delivered from. <laughs> you know, I'm going to cut that for the intro of the episode. <laughs> uh, when will people learn that flimsy bits of material do not restrain people who are yes. possessed with a demon? They wrap it round their wrist and they're like, oh, restrainer. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate, that wouldn't even restrain my dog. And my dog is a tiny little puppy. Hey, I know, and it's all, it's like, it's like restraining them with tinfoil. And it? it just rips, there's no, there's no. Yeah, just the, the, in fact, they're really strapping it to anything sturdy. The yeah. material can probably come off the pole of the bed. Yeah, because I think that somebody should just be smart enough to write a movie and just like put in better restraints and then write the story reflected the better restraints and how that would work. And then you'd have a new story that nobody's seen before. Just throw a rope over them and tie it under the bed. 
I tell you what, I'd like to see in movies to be them more realistic as well. I'd like to see somebody actually try to jump through double glazing windies because they jump through <laughs> windies no bother because like as if it was a bit of, obviously a sugar glass. But I'd love to see her just jump against a double glaze and just bounce back into the house. <laughs> like very good then. Fucking sit down. Let me tie you back up with this bit of cloth. Uh, that would have gave this movie an extra two points <laughs> just for that scene. Hey, uh, do you think they plan their exorcisms in accordance with the weather? Why they're always raining? It's always fucking stormy. But if you're going to exercise a demon, even if it's sunny, does just bringing the demon out does it then make everything around so dark and? Do you think the demon controls the weather and that's why? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. I've always had a feeling that Sean Batty's got some link to Lucifer. <laughs> Sean Batty's a famous Scottish weatherman. Just in case you're not following that <laughs> so one. I don't know who <laughs> Sean Batty's predicted a snowstorm tonight. Well, thunder snow. By the time, but I thunder snow. I by the time that you are listening to this episode, we might be snowed the fuck in. In which case, what a perfect time to listen to this episode. Yeah. And then my next notes: fucking knew it. Bye bye, doctor, because he doesn't turn up in the courtroom. Yeah. And there, look, oh no, wait, he's still there because he's at the back of the courtroom. And I thought, do you know what? I'm wrong. This isn't the same trope that I don't want to testify. Now I will. Now I'm dead. I thought, well, really, you've got that wrong. And then 10 seconds later, a car comes out of nowhere and kills him. Yeah. I thought, nah, fucking trope. <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, so you get to the end of the movie and uh, I'm like, so uh, is Emily Rose the next Jesus? Mm-hmm. When she goes into this kind of inside her own head time and um, this that she, uh, she meet the Virgin Mary who says to her, you can come and get peace just now or you can go back and suffer it through forever. I don't even think of a reason. actually makes me think the Virgin Mary never really helped her because she went, right, can these demons go away? Nah, the demons are there. You're fucked. Yeah. But come with me. Surely Mary could at least kind of hummed and hawed about it for five minutes as if she was pretending to help. Ah, uh, nah, sorry. Demons definitely... But then did she give her a reason to why she had to go back? Who, who was she helping? I thought she was helping them there. No, she was just fucking ruining the priest's life. And also, the priest then says, I think she'll one day be a saint. Mother Teresa's only just recently been a saint, and she's done way more than fucking Emily Rose. I know. Emily Rose just fucking held six demons and made stupid faces and ate, ate spiders. Which was actually quite a good scene, I like that. Mm, sorry. <laughs> some, of the scenes, some of the scenes were pretty good, when, like when she's bouncing on her knees and back up and the praying and stuff like that. I mean, it's quite creepy, but it didn't hold up, and it didn't. the whole movie didn't have a, have a, have a scary feel over it. It was like scary parts in between a courtroom drama. I think, like you said at the start, see this trailer, if you went into like Fright Fest and that was on as a shot and it was just the scary bits of the trailer for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. together as a movie, it'd be effective, it would work. Yeah. Like, two hours, a fucking law and order. It's like, uh, I'm done. I'm tired of this shit now. Yeah. Especially because I watched it when I've got the flu and do you know what? You've got to be something special to make me like you when I've got the flu. So, I'd give it a four. My sentiments exactly. My, my last note is, holy fuck, I'm so help, happy that movie's finished. That was a tough watch. Over three nights, a boring courtroom drama about an exorcism. Two contorted farm girls out of ten. I still don't get the con- contortion thing in Satan. Any pictures you see of Satan, he's not like fucking doing backflips and sausage rolls and <laughs> like legs behind his head and shit. So no. where are they getting all this? I, well, a lot of pictures of Satan, if you look it up, he's just got a b- fucking massive dick. He's just sh- like shagging a woman. What is your ideal Satan? Like, well, how my do ideal you, Satan? You know, how do you picture Satan? Right, you've just you've died. You've went up to the gates of hell. They've fast-tracked you through to Satan and you're now meeting Satan for the first time. What's it like? Well, I want to say like Liz Hurley and Bedazzled where her dress split up to her armpits but that's because she's trying to get his soul. If I'm already dead and I'm already there, she's not going to try and entice me. So the devil probably looks like 
the I don't I have no idea. Just a red a big red guy, probably a big massive dick. He's probably like shagging me. That's probably hell in it, you know. Like nothing against people who enjoy bum sex, like getting it inside the bum, but it's just no <laughs> for me. So <laughs> it's not what you want. No, it's not what I fancy, especially not a big huge dick. And then they probably give you hemorrhoids as well and polyps, and you're just like sitting fucking bleeding at your ass, getting shagged up your ass, and then bleeding at your ass for the bit. It'd just be hell. Ah, uh, see, I, I've got a different take on it. I think you got that sounds like heaven to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't wait to die <laughs> I've got a feeling that you got and I'm, all, I'm saying it because there's a Danny DeVito cardboard cut behind you but the devil is ja- actually Danny DeVito with devil horns and you're like Danny and he's like I know nobody had a fucking clue <laughs> I've been saying that's why I'm here for so long I've always been successful I've never had any fucking corrupt things happen I'm just Danny DeVito I am saying and then I'd be you like, would just be, but then that's it. Then hell wouldn't be scary or bad because then you would just get like to bad. recreate um, his scenes. Face always sunny over and over again. Like you would just get him sitting there and just be like ah, that episode when he's talking when he's like yeah in the seventies it was all orgies. You could just go in and it's just tits and ass <laughs> and it's bums and ass and tits. And I could just sneak in there and get out. Nobody would even notice. Then the age ruined everything. <laughs> Did you see that flipper? <laughs> I don't know if that made it to the show, but it made me laugh. Uh, the it's I think about hell. The music is fucking brilliant. You see, but that's the thing. That's the thing, though, isn't it? That's just that's that's like uh, interpretation of it. Like at the end of Little Nicky, when the two rockers that was Nicky's pals go to hell, they think it's brilliant. But that's not the point because that would be their heaven. Mm. If you went to heaven, your heaven would be full of rock and roll and Jack Daniels and like biker bitches just fucking lying back. Like like, you know how you ever seen you ever seen the movie um, Face? We share about the boy Rocky mm. with the big distorted face. We know when she has a biker parties in the front yard and the guys are sitting getting boozed up all the time. That's my heaven. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking is, eh? What, having a boy with a severe mental No, fuck <laughs> no, he can do Facial disfigurement. No, after he dies, man, just fucking let him die and then it's fine, we can move on. <laughs> so, you give a two. You give a two, aye. It's so lucky then, it's getting that. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it or spend two hours of your life doing something better like watching paint dry masturbating watching paint dry while masturbating the uh, list is endless yeah you do me a favour can you smell my coat for me can I smell your coat yeah smell it does it smell the shoulder does it smell like sick not really no no good well it must be up my nose then why I thought it was I, I dropped a tub of sour cream out the fridge the other day I opened the fridge and it fell out and exploded on Bailey and he got it everywhere like he was it was in his ears <laughs> and he was flicking it everywhere and I just thought maybe it was on my jacket and it went like sour like really sour cream sour milk I say sour, sour cream and I spilled it on the floor and um, I just thought it was on my shoulder. Why did uh, I don't know if I can smell it. Or not. Why did you ask if your shoulder smelled like sour cream rather than sick? Because it smells like sick. That's why I, I think. don't eat dairy. Mm, I do I eat dairy. That's uh, why. That's why we. Are, that's why um, the Western world smells sour to the Chinese. So the Exorcist from nineteen seventy three. <laughs> the the granddaddy of them all, the scariest film ever, where loads of people died when watching it because they couldn't handle how scary. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the one, um, the version you've never seen. And um, when I watched it, I realised why nobody'd seen it because they'd added, deleted, I think they just added all the scenes they ever filmed because some of them didn't make sense. And I'll get to that when we get to the specific uh, scene. My, I first watched this when I was like seven and my dad locked, well, he didn't lock me because our living room didn't have a, a lock. He closed the door, he turned the lights off, and he's like, right, because I was a bit scared of movies. Sit and watch this. This is a scary movie. This so this will terrify you. This will get you over your fear. And I watched it, and two hours later, I was like, 
is this adult movies I like because that was fucking terrible. I didn't swear, but I honestly I thought it was horrendous. I don't remember when I watched it when I was younger, but I certainly watched it today all the way through, and it's like one of those ones that you know you've seen, you know the music, you know the the iconic scenes, you know all the you know the the, the lines from it, you know what happens, but it's a fucking long. Yeah. Piece of rubbish. Just, you know, as much as a child, like, how is this scary? Like, obviously, when I was seven, I didn't quite get the your mother sucks cocks in hell. I didn't get a lot of that. Yeah. Watching it now, I see it a couple of times, but watching it again the other night there, I was like, do you know what? I've got a better appreciation for the the movie for what it was back then. Like, obviously, the whole Satan fucks your mother and all that shit. Yeah. At that time, I was ridiculous. I can understand why people were offended by it. As a child, I didn't get it. Now I do, but I still think it's way, you, way yeah, overrated. You can understand the, the, the movie more. You can understand the shockiness of a child saying these lines or supposed to be saying these lines. Yeah. You can understand the scariness of the demon part of it. And it's how, apparently, it's how what focused a lot of Christians onto the devil as a bad guy. It was never really the case before oh, really? it. And it was after the exorcist that all changed and the devil became the, the focus. It was just like, there was never really any as much before. And then the exorcist came along and everybody was like, no, you need to do what the Bible tells you, otherwise yeah. fucking the devil's going to, you know, shag you up the ass and give you hemorrhoids. Which doesn't seem that bad. Basically, you lie in bed all day and masturbate. <laughs> you Which, know what? It's, if that's the case, uh-huh. Satan, bring it the fuck on. <laughs> so the movie starts off in Iraq. Did you start off in Iraq? Yeah. And it looks like a nice place. Bef- you know, that's obviously before Bush blew up. <laughs> did I also say Middle Eastern markets are too bloody loud? How do they sell anything? Because <laughs> you can't hear the two for a pound, no. two for a pound, because it's just fucking noise. A rabble. I cannot go to a Middle Eastern market. And uh, the priest is just sitting there. I don't know if we know he's a priest at this point, but the archaeologist is just sitting there with a wee box of jellies. Just taking his damas, man. <laughs> so I thought it was. I don't know what he's doing. Drugs. None of the Iraq part is scary. It's pointless, it's not scary at all. He finds silly wee statues, and then it's like they give a wee bit of sinister music. And then when he walks up to the big statue at the top, it's like the statue of the devil, I don't know if that was in yours, he had wings, yeah. and the devil face, and a snake penis, and yeah. then the music starts to go really, really sinister, and he turns around, there's a guy standing behind him, and then it goes really sinister again. And then there's two dogs fighting, and it goes really, really sinister. I'm like, nothing has happened. I think it's the only Middle Eastern market scene in cinema history, though, that there's not like a James Bond shootout or Indiana like Jones Indiana Jones running through it's the <laughs> only Middle Eastern market where nothing it's happens it's the market it actually terrifies me to ever go to Middle Eastern market because I genuinely think there's going to be some sort of shootout there's going to be some sort of carnage and it's the first film I've watched and went it's loud as shit but nothing really happens <laughs> that's the 70s for you yeah. <laughs> um, so it cuts so you get Iraq and then it comes back to uh, I don't know where they're supposed to be is it New York they're supposed to be as well some, some city somewhere and she's walking along the street and then the tune comes in. And it's probably the best horror tune I'd probably say. I think it's better than Halloween as well. No, I'd say Halloween's first and then... Can you tell the difference? Could you sing the difference right now really quickly? Yes. Go. No, I can't. I don't know what they are, you Wait, so what one's then? That's Halloween. Right, so it's Exorcist then? Because I just... I watched the Exorcist today. I can do the other yeah. Michael Field one, the Christmas one. Do 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 do. 
Yeah, that's my favourite one. <laughs> Do you know what the bit? See when the guitar comes in. Really, 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 really. So good. I think the two bells is the best part of Exorcist because when that kicks in, you do get chills just because it's yeah. a fucking scary song. I wish I could remember what it was. It's annoying me that I can't remember. The, I can't tell the difference. Right, we'll put it in now. <laughs> and that was The Exorcist. Yeah, it was And then Halloween sounds like... I still don't think you can tell him, tell him apart. Definitely can. So we get the, the idea that she's supposed to be a really famous actress because she's been invited to the White House for dinner. Yep. But she looks old as shit. She does. To have a young kid. Yeah. Hmm. So then we meet Reagan and she's like talking, kind of, she's got a strange delivery, we'll say Linda Blair is a strange delivery. Her mum delivery. tells her not to take the biscuit, she takes the biscuit and I was like, do you know what you've been doing for the start, you're dumb bitch. Yeah, she also, a creepy guy let her ride his horse on, on the um, the beach, I tell you, that wouldn't fly in 2017. Wooden Blackpool. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got a tourist industry. <laughs> what, did the, uh, what did the donkeys get for lunch in Blackpool? I don't know. Half an hour, same as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> right, so then he's uh, he's walking down the street, the priest is walking to his house, and there's fucking, I was like, look at these wee cunts fucking the car up, was that in yours? Just these wee guys in the top of our car kicking the fuck at it. No. I'm like, you wee bastards. And then he goes into his, his house, you get to see his flat, and his mum's in the flat, and I she's still alive. Did you think he's flat? Because I have a perfect summary. I don't know, just... Do you think it looks like see the start of a Grand Theft Auto game where you just get put in like a dog suit? <laughs> yeah. It looks like that. Like one where you go to sleep and it fast forward seven hours and that's when the hookers come out and you go murder them. That's what it looks like. I was like, that priest lives in a Grand Theft Auto game. That's aye, that's, that's a good representation <laughs> of that. Uh, so we then we cut back to, to the house and, she, and she, this is when you discover that she's been playing this Ouija board with Captain Howdy um, and she's been playing it on her own. It's the she's least worked. scary name for yeah. a devil. And the least kind of scary part of the Ouija board, that was just like probably put in there, gives a reason for the, the, the demons to pick her. Oh yeah, Ouija board, done. Captain Howdy, is my mum pretty? No. Game over. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. And you're like, alright, okay. Why do people in movies always have like mannequins in their lofts or basements? All yeah, I know, movies, it's always another trope, isn't it? There's just a mannequin. Wait, how, does it mean that everyone in cinema used to be a tailor? <laughs> or why, like, what's... Why is her mannequin? I mean, her it? perhaps you could argue that because she's got slaves that they maybe she had a slave to build her clothes and they hung, oh sorry servants, um and they they um <laughs> she had slaves to build her clothes, <laughs> you know, to make her clothes. Scott for, so they, fashionista. <laughs> so they um, so they they had a mannequin to put them on. <laughs> so is that when she goes up the stairs to to try and find the rats because the boy says there's no rats and then yeah. she goes up the stairs to find the rats with a candle that's doing fuck all and she goes up the stairs. And uh, and then the guy comes up to see over the torch. She gets a fright, but she gets a fight because the fucking candle explodes into a fucking big flame. There's no rats, but there's like some kind of escaping flammable gas up there. Did uh, did your movie? Did you have the, the scene where in the church uh, somebody gave the Virgin Mary demon tits? Traffic cone tits. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I don't remember seeing traffic cone tit vandalism. Why is it? There? I don't know. I think they actually try and explain it later on, but I missed it. They they they, they explain something to the vandalism in that. In that chapel, like way late in the film, and it's called something, but I, I missed it. But um, I, I can't be bored. It's like if someone took the Royal Exchange Square Glasgow vandalism to like a sexy Catholicism <laughs> level, <laughs> just traffic cones on her tits. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, start that. Let's go in as many churches as we can and just, just put traffic, traffic cones, cones on, on the tits. 
Um, Lauren was uh, sitting watching it with me and she was criticising the blood taking abilities of the nurse um, just syringed all the blood out it's <laughs> great fun so the first thing they do when they meet the doctors your is, house is a hoot <laughs> oh, no. uh, the first thing we get is the, the uh, she's pretty much prescribed Ritalin for ADHD back in the 70s uh, and the doctors are trying not to worry <laughs> like no, fucking after that I remember just trying to worry and I think is this after the part that the uh the doctor says to her, oh, she just, she, she ran a, a line on, on us in there. She says, and then, so then, she, the, the doctor says, she, mum says, no, she never swore. What did she say to you, like? And the doctor goes, well, she said, keep your fingers away from my cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start laughing, they'll be like, well, you know what? Kids say the darndest things, but that's fucking pretty intense. <laughs> right, here's, here's the scene that, um, it didn't make sense with the version I watched. So we get to see the priest, you know, the, the Rocky priest, and he turns up to the hospital with his uncle to visit his mum who's been put in hospital. Mm-hmm. And he walks over to her bed and all that. It's like a mental hospital because so then you get like all these women coming up and different versions try to grab onto him. And the nurse puts them all down and he walks over to the bed that his mum's lying in. Did, did there a scene in yours? I think so. And she rolls over and starts kind of shouting something in Italian or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. In. And then the next scene you get is at the party and the other priest says, oh yeah, that's Father Damon or whatever his name is. Uh, his mum died a week ago. They found her in, in the flat. She'd been dead for a couple of days. I'm like, that does not make sense because she was in hospital fucking earlier on today and now you're saying she's been dead for a couple of days in the house that she wasn't going back to. Those scenes were in it, but I think it was a different order. C- certainly, well, certainly the way I watched it today, it, was in the ro- it seemed in the wrong order. I didn't explain that. So was, was, the party, was the party in full swing and was the director drunk at your party? I think so, yeah. And being racist and talking yeah. about Nazis and all that. Yeah, because then that's when Megan comes down. Yeah. I've never seen it that before. I thought that was all extended. I thought it just started with, you know, at the end when the hanger-ons are around about the piano, there's only like six or seven of them left and they're singing and then Reagan comes in and pitches herself. No, I'm sure that... I'm sure that the whole party scene, has that always been the case? My wee brother had a Reagan moment once. He came down, <laughs> uh, he was sleeping, sleepwalking and he came down to the living room and just murmured fucking gibberish and then went into the, sh- or the cupboard we kept our shoes and pissed in the shoebox. <laughs> so it's a bit like Reagan... Your, your brother or you? <laughs> no, my brother. And was this when you were younger or was this like two I months d- ago? I've done it plenty of other times in various other locales around the house or hotels but that it was definitely him and he pissed in the shoebox. And I was so freaked out because I'd never seen anyone sleepwalk. I was like, why is he talking in tongues? Oh, sleepwalking, man. So Lauren tells me she used to sleepwalk when she was younger. She used to get up and like walk past her mum's bed and that, and, like walk past her mum's bedroom, go to the top of the stairs, stand for like three minutes and then walk down the stairs. And then I'd just be like, see if you did that now as an adult, I would, I couldn't live in the same house as you. I couldn't. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so do you reckon the folk at the party and they're sitting around about the piano having a laugh and that and then Reagan comes upstairs and pisses herself and they'd be like, oh man, what a buzzkill. <laughs> Wasn't a good time until that happened. Maybe you go I've been to some parties and usually when they they come down and pass themselves that's when the parties and that's, like, yeah, yeah. that's time you leave no, that's, that's when it's in full swing they cracked up a notch if we already made them pass themselves what can we do in fucking three hours for now let's try it I, I thought they really liked to hammer at home that folk loved to smoke in the 70s yeah that's what's my next every notice. scene they're just oh, I'm a doctor come out, uh, doctor so smoking in the hospital I, fucking I, I love it I love it I had a, I had a movie called Plague and it was set in the 70s and it was a movie that the, the bad thing was a plague rate but it was airborne you couldn't see it so they didn't have to have any special effects people just dropped dead but they, they were smoking in the hospital and in the universities and everywhere everything was brown and orange and they were smoking inside and I was like that is my dream to just be and I've lost that fucking DVD uh, she goes in for an injection in the neck to put the, the dye into her brain and that's me I'm out I can't do it I can't deal with operations like that. I hate it really? yep see when Lauren tries to watch 24 hours on A&E I can't do it I can't watch it it's like Hickman lines you know the big 
line that goes down through your neck and down yeah. into your heart. Oh. I see what I thought. I said to Lena, I was like, how good would it be if when it zoomed into that scan, there was just a little tiny devil just giving you the finger? Obviously, because there's something wrong with her head at this point, and that's what it is a little fucking devil just there. flipping you off. I thought the exorcist has missed a beat there. When, in your version, then, you know how like, the, the devil face uh-huh. it I comes in the, the dream with his mum when she's like in the subway and then it flashes really quickly? It does it quite a few times. In the version you watched, it was like, all the time in the version I watched as well. It was at the start really long with the, one of the first times she was in hospital and then when the mum came home and it, it was like it just flashed on the cooker hood as well. I'm like, fucking this shit. I don't know if I, I remember that, but when I was watching it, I was like, any time growing up, I used to see that face and think, what movie is that from? Yeah. And I'd watch Exorcist and go, oh shit, it's from that. Yeah. And I'd forget all about it. Like, that's the most... It shouldn't be, but it's one of the most forgettable things about this movie because... I just every time I see it, about a month later, I forgot that that's no, it's, what it's that's from. the thing that made the extra scary for me when I watched it young oh, really? when I was younger. I watched it and I take I remember I must have taped it uh, on like VHS was years ago and it's the dream sequence. So it works as like almost like a, a decent dream sequence because it's too loud. You can't hear what yeah. she's saying, so it's like backwards and it's all kind of it's not it doesn't really make a lot of sense. He's in the middle of the road. Um, she's just coming up the stairs and going back down the stairs. So it's good that it doesn't make sense like that because you, t- you do get dream sequences that forward the plot and you think, well, that's not what... Dreams don't do that. Dreams yeah. are backwards. So then the, f- the, the, the face flicks in the dream sequence and it's so quick I had to try and pause the, the video and, you know, I had to pause that on an actual frame and I finally got it and I was like, oh, that's a scary face and I remember that. Like, that's actually... That face did scare me. I forget about it all the time. So, how quick would you believe supernatural goings on? Like, fully believe it and say like, something is more than we can handle here. Like, the doctors, they've done a lot of work and they've seen, like, the bed shaking and they've seen a lot of, and a couple of things that should tell you something was going on and then they go, uh, we still think it's temporal lobe. Like, fucking what? I think as soon as the bed started, like, shaking or uh, levitating, that's probably where I'd... That, that was, like, on day one? Yeah, that's where I'd draw the line that it's, it's not real anymore. It's There's a supernatural thing. Yeah. yeah, and then it's, like, it keeps going. Like, so I can't remember what else happens. I don't know if they see her bouncing off the bed, if it's the priest that sees it. I don't know who sees it, but uh, somebody says to her, I think it's time we started looking for a psychiatrist. And I'm like, really? Now, <laughs> now's the time? You know? The bit that got me was, and I forgot about this, is when she's, like, fucking masturbating with the crucifix. And grabs her mum's face. Yeah. And she's like, lick me, lick me. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Even now that's maybe still a bit close to the bone. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because that's really what people remember. It's that it's that scene because it's so shocking, because she's so young and clearly it's not her. I don't know, what, I can't remember watching the documentary to figure out what they told Linda Blair, what she was doing at the time, but she wasn't doing any of those scenes. Like it was cleverly done yeah. from different, like stunt Linda Blair's and, different angles so that she wasn't actually doing it and it's all demon voices so she was never saying the words if you notice her when she's mouthing the script like when it's diff- a voiceover a lot of the really dodgy lines for a yeah, kid to say you can else. see she's not actually saying it but she, she'll mouth even with the demon voice she'll mouth like when he brings out the holy water and she says what is that she mouths the actual line uh, but when he, she's shouting like um, you know go fuck yourself and yeah. suck dicks and that it's, it's, fuck it's me, almost <laughs> it's almost the same she's saying but it's, it doesn't match up just say Fudge me, Jesus. Yeah, well, it's, it's, <laughs> he's my Mexican girl. <laughs> Fudge me, Jesus. <laughs> so then we see the crab walk, which is not in the normal well, the version you watch. Yeah, yeah, she comes pulling down the stairs, crab walking, and then spitting blood, and then uh, that's pretty much all that happens. Then she just goes up, <laughs> and throw, um, 
Crabwalk, I think we are past psychiatry. In fact, if I was that mum, I'd no longer have a daughter. I would just leave. <laughs> like, I'd literally just walk out and say, done, I'm off. you clearly got enough money to get a new house. You're a famous actress. Just that, nah, nah. Somebody else deal it's with that. Like, it's not like Reagan was all for them anyway. Our chat was shit. <laughs> yeah, just lock her <laughs> just up. Her. Deal with it. Psychiatry, deal with her. <laughs> Can you hypnotise a demon? I don't think so. You know when they say, well, I'm hypnotised Reagan. And the demon inside of Reagan is now also hypnotised. I'd be like, uh, no, I'm on me, pal. I'd like, I was a demon. <laughs> Try again. To be honest, can you actually hypnotise someone? I know you believe it because you go and see Darren Brown. See, but, but it's, Darren Brown d- does not claim to be a hypnotist. He just claims to know what hypnotists do. I don't believe... A friend once got hypnotised and he told me that he was on stage in Blackpool acting like a chicken, but he was aware that he was acting like a chicken the whole time and he just thought it was a good idea that he, he didn't see any reason why he shouldn't do what he was what he was asked to do. So I don't know. I've never been hypnotised. I don't think I'm susceptible to it. I think that I would my brain works on a level that I would see through it to try and see what he's doing. It like I'm not. I wouldn't believe any of it. I think I would go the opposite way. He'd be like acting like a chicken. Well, put your clothes back on. No, that's not what chickens do. What are you doing? <laughs> and I would just be like, I'm not even hypnotised, mate. I'm just... I'm, I'm under the illusion of hypnosis just so I can do what I've always wanted to do. And just like streaking up and down the crowd, spitting folk, pissing on the seats. We should go ahead with the show together. Just to do that, I'd love for that to happen. Man, the guy on stage is just like, fucking no, no, it's all a lie, I'm fake, I'm fake, just tell the guy you stop. Hey. I'm covered in my own shit. I knew it, I knew it, this wasn't real. <laughs> Who's the winner now? <laughs> right, I, wrote, I don't know if this is just a shit version of this movie, but nothing really happens. It's not sinister or atmospheric. It's the movie pool. Its main pool is a little girl fapping with a crucifix, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, and then the heads turn round. The levitation scene still looks good now. I still thought yeah. it looked quite. The, the head spin that. scene's pretty good as well. And it shows that. See what your daughter did? The fucking, your, your cunting <laughs> daughter? <laughs> so, do I just sum it up? What, what do you think of it? Exorcist, have you got anything else to. I really well, the next one I had to say is another, it's another quote, and basically what I just have to say is that when they, when they ask the line, why don't, if you're the devil himself, why don't you just get rid of the restraints? Oh, that's too vulgar a display of power. Is, it, is that just a shite way of saying that you can't do that in this movie? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the vulgar display of power. I know! <laughs> on the ceiling. <laughs> Throwing her about the room and making her piss herself is fine. Um, I've I've said that if I was a priest, uh, I don't want to do exorcisms all the time. Just for fun. Aye, just to see if the it down was ever ever real. Mm. You see, when they get to the point of doing the exorcism, uh, if the devil exists, you would you would assume that the that God exists, uh-huh. right? Um, so the devil exists in, in this form by the priest doing the exorcism and going. Father, hear my prayer. God obviously doesn't give a flying fuck. Otherwise, he'd be like, Lucifer, get a bye, eh? Gonna beat it. <laughs> He's fucking... Then that'll be the end of the story. God's too busy probably fucking sitting up there, sitting down, watching this all sunny and Father Alpha. Too busy to be disturbed. But he's not doing that because Danny DeVito's in it. <laughs> Danny DeVito is the good saint. <laughs> I just imagine uh, Dennis Reynolds being God, just sitting up there, just being raging at everybody. <laughs> just, you bitch! You fat bitch! <laughs> um, so then, then the priest just uh, jumps on it. She kills the old priest... The, the young priest says, come into me, which he does. He somehow manages to pull it together and jump out the uh, thin sugar glass windows and fall down the stairs, which, by the way, aren't that close to the house. They're, that would yeah. That's not logical. Yeah. And then then her, she's fine, and then her scars heal pretty quick, and away they go the next day, driving away. 
the post comes back in. John Arias, that post, does he not get any pals? No. Oh, he spends the whole movie inviting priests to go to the pictures with him. <laughs> I just thought, if that was your daughter, could you look at her the same way? No, after, after seeing, seeing her fanny. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we're on the same page. <laughs> so it then ends by uh, the the exorcist to come up in the big words again, like on the screen, and clearly Sam Raimi homage homage that and uh, Drag Me to Hell. He did yeah. the same thing with it coming up on the end. It's a good film and it's iconic. It spanned a whole new wave of you know devil and demon uh, movies, God and demon, fear and Christians, and movies, uh, and it made the the devil as a focused bad guy. So I mean, it it has changed the world and movies. But now in 2017, I reckon it's overrated. Yeah. But because it's so iconic, I'm still going to give it seven bloody crucifixes out of ten. I'm going to go full agnostic and sit in the fence and give it a five. I appreciate it more now than I did when I was younger, but I still don't care about it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be buying it or watching it again yeah. for a while. £3.50, I rented it off Amazon for... Well, I say ah, it was on Lena's account. Yeah. <laughs> Get that up, you Lena. Uh, so, have you watched anything else over the, the festive Yule season? I watched Sausage Party. I also watched Sausage Party. What did you think of Sausage Party? I thought, I very overrated, I thought a lot of the trailer was the funny bits. And I was like, nothing is really doing it for me. Until the last ten minutes. I thought it was shit. <laughs> the last ten minutes, but was it when they had the, the they all just start orchard? fucking each other? <laughs> uh, I even no, I was I was done by that point. I was like so out of the game. We walked we walked through um the supermarket and then it was on the shelf for ten quid and we thought well, we'll buy it and we thought I thought I heard it's not that good. We get in the house and then Lawrence ah uh, but then it's on Sky Store should we get it? I thought fuck it let's just get it then. It was some like five ninety nine to rent but I like to own DVDs, Aye. so let's just buy it and keep it. 14 quid I had to spend, buy it, but I'm still <laughs> waiting for it to come through the door. You get to download it immediately, and it's pish. From the start, you get the trailer was hilarious, and the idea's funny, and I like all the actors in it, but it was like, it was they had one joke, and the one joke was that the food sw- swears and they're vulgar. But things, every single character was just as vulgar as like, nobody. It was if it was one vulgar character that'd be fine. They were all vulgar. Aye. They were all ridiculously vulgar. And at the start when they're singing the wee song, it's like okay, it's kind of funny. I understand what you're saying, and there's uh, it's all that's clear. It's like a uh, risky and and dodgy what you're what you're singing about. But I kept thinking, Matt. Stone and Trey Parker do it so much better oh, yeah, far, way far, way yeah. funnier and way more intelligent so I thought Sausage Party are your shit uh, I, I thought again like the, if it made it short with the bits of the trailer like a short 10 minute thing oh brilliant that was hilarious yeah. but it did go on for too long yeah. apart from the big orgy bit where I, I did I let out quite a few laughs because I thought this is just fucking ridiculous and Edward Norton being in it because I did not yeah, know I know I, Edward, yeah, Edward Norton's in it as well as the, um, the donut was it the bagel? bagel? I mean, good, but, but do you know, like, see, like, Sausage Party, that whole orgy scene at the end, like, that was funny, but I remember seeing Team America World Police in the cinema, and I remember crying with laughter at yeah, the yeah. puppet sex scene. I thought that was so fucking <laughs> hilarious. See, when they just had the different positions, that, see, I mean, Matt, Parker and Stone, so much better. Yeah, I agree with you I watched Woods, but nothing worth talking about. I watched, I watched Rick and Morty. Just over and over. It's just brilliant. Tiny Rick! Um, and I didn't realise that it was only two seasons until I got to the end of season two. And now I just need to wait for season three to come. I don't know, I think America might have more season one and two. 
I think. I don't know. I seen a I seen a meme the other day there or a meme for, for, for kind of an argument hey, about how it yeah, pronounces. Yeah, to be honest, the last time you said that, Leo actually texted and said, "Did Scott just pronounce it meme?" And I will continue <laughs> to pronounce it meme because that is how I pronounce it. So that is what it is. So I seen a meme and it was um and it was it said what, meme for all you non Scots. What women think men want and it's a woman lying in her laundry and it says at the bottom what men actually want Rick and Morty season 3 so I don't think it's out yet alright <laughs> oh, fair enough I watched over the holiday I watched all of Ash vs the Old Dead any good? yeah Was I actually it? really enjoyed it I was a bit sceptical to start with that's why I've waited so yeah. long but I basically fucking binged it in two days and really enjoyed it it was mm. fun oh, I went to give it a go I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it I did watch uh, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil isn't No. It's a TV show. It's primarily from America, but it ran on the horror channel, I think, or the sci-fi channel at stupid o'clock in the morning, so I had it all taped. And I think there was only five episodes. I might be wrong, but certainly only five episodes taped, so if they stop playing it over here, I don't know. But basically, it's Deathgasm and a TV show. Oh, really? And it's the one that the guys for Horror Movie Night said was better than Deathgasm. It took me the whole five episodes before I sat. I thought, you know what, that actually is all right. Episode one, I was like, nah, Deathgasm's yeah. ten times better than this. By the fifth episode, I was like, right, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a go. And it's like, the book goes to different people each episode and does something stupid and and then they need to go and save the day and then the book keeps flying away. And it's, it's quite good and it's quite funny. There's a lot of good graphics and it is an adult show. It's like there's swearing and there's, but there's, there's no fucking in it, but there's a lot of suggestion. But it's set in high school, but it is good. It's all right. Yeah. It gets there. For wrestling fans, who I know you are not one of, we watched, uh, me and John sat and watched... Wrestle Kingdom 11. It's a big Japanese Gay! one. <laughs> right. No, you think that? This was one of the best things I've ever seen. If you're a wrestling fan, you've probably already seen it. Or Have you ever seen the sunset it. in a winter's evening? Have you ever seen a newborn calf running no, across? No, it's good. It's Kenny Omega versus Okada. And it was a fucking brilliant, honestly. Me and John watched it. And at the very start, we were like, let's just get a go. Because we want to watch more we've been watching more independent wrestling because I was always of it. I grew up with WWF we started watching more of that oh my god the main event was like fucking 50 minutes just two guys beating each other everything looked sore everything looked like they could break their neck and it was brilliant so if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen it New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 11 it's amazing and watch it with Japanese commentary because see when somebody hits a DDT <laughs> and you just keep showing it and it's amazing oh, that is probably the best thing I've done over Christmas I'll have to take your word for it I'm one, I'm, I might actually make you watch the match and see what you think I was talking to Fish about it and it's been rated a 6 star match out of 5 stars it's the only match that's ever been rated it which is an impossible rating <laughs> it can't be 6 stars out of 5 but it's meant to be the best wrestling match of all time and I agree with it I just know maybe there wrestling day. fans out there I know no that's fine care. there is a lot of people who enjoy it so I mean so, you know maybe I'm the one that's missing something and there's also uh, at the very start there's like an anime in Japan called Tiger Mask and it's like based on the lucha wrestling so the very first match it's like a five hour long event the very first match was a guy in the Tiger Mask outfit he was Tiger Mask W and he was fighting Dark Tiger and Japan being the racist country it is <laughs> guess who played Dark Tiger a black man <laughs> just with a black tiger face <laughs> and I was like do you know what I like Japan <laughs> they're so outrageously racist and don't give a fuck about it that it's like it's not commendable to be racist but it's commendable that they don't care 
Culture I, just I would, doesn't I would enjoy being in Japan and like watching Japanese telly because it looks like it's Bonkers. fucked up, yeah. They're so sexist as well. I want to see if it's actually real. They've got a wrestler called Tokyo Pimp that comes out with girls and genuinely you could see what she had for breakfast. I don't know what she was wearing, but at one point she lifted her leg up and I was like, you can see full snatch. Like, you know, so what wrestling is this you're talking about then? <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 11 Scott, I've got it on a hard drive if you want it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that was my Christmas. I read more, but I've made it my New Year's resolution to read more books. So, so far in 2017 I read three. What have you read? The, you read three books already? Yeah. End of Watch. I, but I had days off, so I, I spent the whole day like reading. End of Watch, the third Stephen King one in the Mr. Mercedes trilogy, uh-huh. which... That trilogy is very good. I don't know. I've, I got. Like, where did I get Doctor Sleep? Was it my birthday last year or was it Christmas I, last year? But I'm still reading. I'm in chapter three or four, I think. You average like four words a day. Yeah, or even I. <laughs> so I take I take breaks in between my reading. <laughs> it was a good, a good trilogy. So if you like Stephen King, Master Mercedes trilogy, which mm. you probably already read, it ended really well. Also, read one called Kill Someone. It was quite interesting. It was like if somebody comes to your house and says, basically these five girls kidnapped they want you to go kill somebody but they can't be suicidal they can't be like terminal it's got to be someone basically someone that doesn't want to die you've got to kill them don't worry about evidence we'll clear all that up and you've got 13 days to do it but every like 4 or 5 hour period you don't do it we cut an arm off one of the girls and then her other arm and then a leg and then a leg and then her head and then go to the next girl so you're like you can walk away from it but then just know that these 5 girls are dead can I think they've got them like Can you not like go to the post? No. Because they basically own the post. But yeah. it's actually really interesting yeah. book. It sounds interesting. I'll wait for the movie because that sounds like it might be a movie. <laughs> and then I'm Not a Serial Killer. Well, that's, that, is a movie. Is, that is a movie. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I really like good. to watch it. The book's really, really good. Customer Lloyd's in the movie. Mm. But it's not out in DVD until February. So Netflix, is it not? No. Is it on American it Netflix? It might be American mm. Netflix. Fucking which we Americans. can't get legally here, Scott. <laughs> no, we cannot. So because of our choice of movies today with Exorcist, we thought what better than real life Exorcist stories. And we'll start with the one that the Exorcism Emily Rose was based on. Probably the real life story was a wee bit more exciting than the the terrible (laughs) cinema version. And it's the story of Annalise Michel. Michel? Mitchell? Uh, I'd say Michael, but then I'm one of those people that goes on holidays and is egg and toast. <laughs> Don't give me any of your French shit, I want egg and toast. No, that's a lie, I, I totally immerse myself in the culture. Born in 1952, West Germany, Annalise Michael had a history of mental illness and suffered from epilepsy. In 1973, at age 20, her symptoms took a turn for the worst. She grew depressed and acted aggressive. She rejected religious iconography. She spoke of demon vi- demonic visions and heard voices damning her to hell. Annalise's parents were convinced she was possessed. Enter Josef Stangl, a Catholic bishop who authorised an exorcism on the young woman. Nearly 70 rituals were performed between 1975 and 1976, ultimately leading to Annalise's death. An autopsy report concluded that Annalise died of malnutrition and dehydration as a direct result of the exorcisms. In a highly publicised trial which Emily Rose tries to convey. Annalise's parents and those Catholic officials responsible were convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to six months in jail. Sounds shite. Do you not believe it? You think she was just mentally ill and then they just let her die? 
Yeah, uh, probably let her die more lately. I thought there'd be more about it than that. How did they get a full movie on that case? Well, there will be... Um, there's obviously a publicised trial. I just didn't have enough time to research <laughs> off. <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> I think two, two paragraphs is enough. So the, the corner this week is a bit rubbish because it's so small haunting. Uh, the Smurl haunting refers to claims made by Jack and Janet Smurl of West Pittston, Pennsylvania, who allege that a demon inhabited their home between 1974 and 1989. The Smurls' claim gained wide press attention and were investigated by demonologists who encouraged the Smurls' supernatural beliefs in clergy, psychologists and scientific sceptics who offered more parsimonious explanations. The Smurls' version of their story was the subject of a 1986 paperback titled The Haunted and a 1991 made-for-TV movie of the same name released by 20th Century Fox. Smurl is not a real name. It's not a good name. It's a horrible name. The Smurls... It just makes me feel (laughs) disgusting. The Smurls claimed that they they began in 1974 their double-block home located at 328 Chase Street in the city of West Pittston, Pennsylvania was disturbed by a demon that caused loud noises and bad odours, threw their dog into a wall, shook their mattress, pushed one of their daughters down a flight of stairs, and physically and sexually assaulted Jack on several occasions. Oh yeah, it was the ghost that keeps uh, touching my, uh, my wink. It's not the daughter. It's not our daughter. She was nowhere near my penis last night. I promise you that. I just left some uh, jism in the sheets because the ghost got me. <laughs> that's that's what, he, what he said. Can I, before reading the rest of this, can I say what I think's happened? Yeah. He's fucking the daughter, she got pregnant, he pushed her down the stairs, said it was a ghost, then said, oh by the way, the ghost's been raping us. So that's why there's DNA <laughs> in my daughter's vagina. It may match mine, but also matches the ghost. Y- yes. I believe that is the case. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> in 1986, the family brought in a pair of demonologists, Ed and Lorraine Warren. The fucking Warrens come up everywhere. And you know what? See the movies that they're in? It's highly exaggerated. Is that a... The Conjuring movies? Yes. According to Ed Warren, the demon that inhabited the Smurls' home was very powerful and that it shook mirrors and furniture after they tried to persuade it to leave by playing religious music and praying. Warren claimed he felt a drop in temperature and saw a dark mass form in the home and the demon once left a message on the mirror telling him to get out. After months of investigation, Warren alleged that he had a number of audio tapes containing knocking and rapping caused by the demon. Well, like Tupac? Yeah. Some Biggie Smalls demon raps. Yeah. I ain't been fucking no guy. I just been watching him fucking his daughter. They're shagging all the time. And he pushed him down the stairs. That <laughs> should be a rapper. Should yeah, I? he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Cutts, who was a philosophy professor at the State University of New York, uh, and then the chairman of the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Is that an actual committee? Uh, yes, it's, it's a committee. What they commit against, I do not know. <laughs> The, he said that the Warrens weren't objective, independent or impartial investigators and characterised the Smurls' claims as a hoax, a charade, a ghost story, a daughter's realisation that her father has impregnated her. <laughs> Kurt said that the Smurls' claims were possibly due to delusions, hallucinations or brain impairment and advised that they submit themselves to psychiatric and psychological examinations. According to the Wilkes Bar Times leader, Smurl told a reporter that he had surgery to remove water from his brain in 1983 because he'd been experiencing short-term memory loss due to a case of meningitis in his youth. 
and the fact he fucked his own dog. That was, I did what last night? I was fucking my dog. No, I can't remember, I can't remember that at all. No, that did not happen. I don't remember. What's that? I forgot to put on my pants again. I'm sorry. Allentine psychologist Robert Gordon commented that people often look at demonology to explain many tensions that they experience as individuals and within their families. Incest is pretty tense, I'd imagine. Spokespeople. <laughs> Spokespeople for the well, I don't know. Was it intense after you were swinging about keeping your hat on when you were twelve to your younger brother and sister? I, I, I only done a striptease for them. I didn't rape them, <laughs> and I kept a hat over it, so I didn't actually see it apart from my nips. <laughs> <laughs> Spokespeople for the Roman Catholic Church, Diocese of Scranton, said they were unsure what might be causing the disturbances. St. Bonaventure University theology professor Alphonsus Trebold, OFM... What a name! Alphonsus. <laughs> Alphonsus. Said there might be other, less demonic explanations. The home was blessed by several priests who said they saw no harmful activity while on the property. Janet Smurrow claimed an unidentified priest performed three unsuccessful exorcisms and that the demon avoided the rites by moving between the double-block home and following the family to other locations. In 1986, a priest from the local diocese spent two nights at the Smurl home and said nothing unusual happened during his stay there. No wonder it takes you four years to read a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure people can understand the In 1986, the Smurls told the press they were tired of the constant bombardment of reporters and TV cameras. However, within a few months, The Haunted, a paperback version of the story authored by Scranton newspaper writer Robert Curran, was released by St Martin's Press. The book was criticised by reviewers, such as the Times leader staff writer Joseph Marisak, who wrote, Robert Kern forsakes the principles of his trade to give readers a one-sided account of what did or didn't occur over several years in Jack and Janet Smurl's former home. Reviewer Mary Beth Gehrman wrote that the book was poorly written, adding that it's hard to conceive of a supposedly sophisticated objective and, as far as I know, at least until now, Credible reporter like Kern taking this story seriously, given the complete lack of any empirical or physical evidence to support it. Also in 1986, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in West Pitson, Reverend Joseph Van Donzio, said the Smurls felt that after intense prayers, things are back to normal. In 1987, Janet Smurl told reporters that they still heard knocking and saw shadows. After the Smurl family moved to Wilkes Bar, Deborah Owens moved into the former Smurl home in 1988 and told reporters she never encountered anything supernatural while living there. So we've already solved that one. So Yeah, so he was fucking his daughter. They tried to cover it up, say it was demons, and then when they just moved out of the house, people just blacked. no, nothing actually happened. So basically we're at it, they were lying. Just Which seems to be the case for every publicised... I mean, we, there, there is no evidence to suggest that he was fucking his daughter. That just... We would, that would seems like to us. Um, but, you know, the Amityville haunting was, was seen, said to be nonsense as well afterwards. Like, there was no claims. But is it not then it? all mental health? It seems like every time Ed and Lorraine Warner, they're giving it big wigs about how haunted things are, that it turns out that actually, no, nah, it was never haunted in the first place. It's like they're America's version of Yvette Fielding who just kicks about saying she sees orbs and hears knocking everywhere when nothing is haunted and nothing's good. Is that then the same with all supernatural things? It's just, oh shit. I just want to see undeniable proof that something exists that happens like I, I don't want to be possessed myself but I'd like to maybe see somebody possessed not Lauren because I need to live with her but um, <laughs> somebody else somebody I don't care about because they might die but somebody that um, you know I'd like to see somebody possessed 
I, I would like. I'd like to see a ghost. Yeah, I'd like to see like something thrown across a room or a proper ghost haunting. No, not thrown across the room because you could easily fake that. I want to see something that I look at and go, "There's no danger that can like that could be like a fake. ghost appearing in the corner of the room." Yeah. I am the ghost of a guy who's going to fuck you tonight. <laughs> I hope you enjoy hemorrhoids and bleedy buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, George Washington, I can't wait. <laughs> why, why is it always George Washington <laughs> in the corner of the room wanting to fuck me? It's just the wee jodpers he wears, you know? <laughs> so, that has been episode 35, Scotland Lee vs. Evil, our first of 2017. And not the last. Which is going to be the year of the dragon. The dragon being Scotland versus Evil. Yeah. We're going to make it our year. Yes, we're going to breathe fire on everybody and set his on fire and, you know, just be <laughs> like fucking rock and roll! <laughs> yeah. And we're going to continue to be a two-weekly podcast, so don't expect us a week on Friday because we won't be here. <laughs> we'll be only. And where you can catch us is if you go on Facebook, you can search Scotland Liam versus Evil. You can find the group and the page, like both, but it's the same thing in both most of the time. Um, post all your stuff in the group if you want have discussions on horror movies scary stories creepy pedos in the news whatever you want just get in there and talk about it send us suggestions as well um, you can find us on Twitter at Scotland Versus we're also on Instagram Scotland Versus Evil and you can send us well written emails about how great how bad or anything to send us an email or suggestions of movies to scotlandleanversusevil at hotmail.com and the skull which you to name after the last episode or was it the episode before that? Oh, it was, I think last it was episode? last episode, yeah. Is Dana Scully. With a K and not a C. With a K. It was Lena that came up with that. Before I even put the picture up, all your other input was very good. I and thanks, it. Yeah, thanks for getting involved in that little uh, chat. I, I can't remember, did we say in the episode that they weren't allowed to say Scully make Skull face? Yeah. Oh, well, because I was going to say nobody suggested that and they should have, but obviously and they weren't. they weren't allowed to call it Harambe. Oh, I'm so sick of Harambe. Fucking glad he's dead. <laughs> right. Charles Manson's on his deathbed now. Yeah. Oh, first layer now Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> now near convicted serial killer Charles Manson. Uh, it's going to be one of those years. Um. So I hope you stick with us for this whole year. We've got a lot of stuff planned. We've got a lot of episodes. We've got a schedule written out to take us right up to summer. We have I got a bunch of suggestions that you guys have suggested to us. So you'll see them when those episodes come up. And we've got a couple other things planned as well, so... Some guests. Some guests. Uh, and hopefully drinking again once I beat this flu. And yeah. I can become a real man rather than this shell of a man that I'm right now. It's so sad to see. It's <laughs> so sad. <laughs> uh, anyway, do I put on hot chocolate and I'll show you my full water? Oh, I'd love to. Cool. See you, pals! <laughs> no.